passages of Scripture, they're probably very familiar to you, and then drop my just a thought for you. Jesus, uh, we find in Luke chapter 9 and verse 46, then his disciples began arguing about which of them was the greatest. I'll just let that sit for a minute. At a certain point, when you begin arguing about whether you're the greatest or not, it's by definition that you're not. But, but Jesus knew their thoughts, so he brought a little child to his side. Then he said to them, anyone who welcomes a little child like this on my behalf welcomes me. And anyone who welcomes me also welcomes my father who sent me. Whoever is the least among you is the greatest. Whoever is the least among you is the greatest. And if you read only this passage, you could draw the conclusion that God is not interested in greatness. God is interested in leastness. But there's another passage of Scripture that I need to put in tandem with this one, and it is specifically Luke chapter 22 and verse 24. Again, the disciples have not gotten the point they begin to argue among themselves about who would be the greatest among them. Jesus told them, in this world, the kings and great men lorded over their people, yet they are called friends of the people. But among you, it will be different. Those who are the greatest among you should take the lowest rank, and the leader should be like a servant. Who is more important, the one who sits at the table or the one who serves? The one who sits at the table, of course, but not here, for I am among you as one who serves. There's a slightly different tone going on in this passage of Scripture. Here Jesus speaks a little bit more fully and contrasts the greatness in the kingdom with the greatness in the world. And in this passage, the tone shifts and it's a little harder to draw the conclusion that God is not aware of greatness. In fact, I would argue to you that he is very much aware of greatness and all of the excellence that's tied to it. He simply says that when you are great in the kingdom, a part of the job description is to serve. And so... My thought this morning is, is an actually a very simple one. Greatness is still the goal, just not the method. Greatness is still the goal. Do not think that we are to give the king any less than what we would have given to the world. Don't think the king desires any less than what we would have given to the world. All that we would have given to our power and our money and our wealth and our influence and our accumulation of things, all of the metrics of greatness, whatever your cultural background is, do not make the mistake and think that when you come to the kingdom, well, God just requires sloppy seconds. He doesn't. God is the greatest king that has ever existed. God is the greatest being that has ever existed. God is the greatest creator. You look at his creation, you see the majesty of the seas and of the mountains. You see the majesty of humanity and of animals. And you see a God who desires and performs excellence. Jesus did not say that we could not desire to be great. He simply said 
the greater you are in my kingdom, the more you humble yourself. You're not great because you humble yourself. You humble yourself because you're great. Oh, yeah, the greater you become within the kingdom, the more you humble yourself. He says, be like me. I am the king of kings. I am the Lord of lords. I am the omnipotent God. I am the omniscient God. I am the omnipresent God. Heaven is my throne and earth is my footstool. And I am down here washing your feet. I'm down here serving you. Greatness is still the goal. It's just not the method. In the kingdom, you are great and then you serve. And the more that you serve, the greater you become. It's an oxymoron. It's counterintuitive. It goes against our human instincts. The greater I am, the more that others serve me. That's the world system. The greater I become in the kingdom, the more I serve others. Greatness is still the goal, church, just not the method. And that's just a thought.